today in all our readings, there seems to be a little common thread that flows through all our readings. And that common thread is food. For all of us, food plays an important and crucial part in our lives. Food is something that we eat to nourish us. It is also something that sustains us. And food is also something that gives us strength and it also allows us to grow. Food, in most cases, food is an, a way in which we gather together, especially around a dinner table to eat. When we gather around the table, we come together as a family, united together. No matter if we're a parent, grandparent, children, nieces or nephews, at the table, we come together as one, as one family. As we gather, we are led by a family member, first and foremost, to give thanks to God and bless the food that we are about to partake. After blessing the food, we all then share and partake in that meal together. I don't know how it is in your family, but in mine, I remember growing up, and meals were an important aspect in our family life. My dad would return home from work, get cleaned up and prepared for the meal. And when my mom returned home from work, my dad would make us set the table and get the food ready. Even though my siblings and I were super hungry after a long day of classes at school and all the other activities we were in, my dad would make us wait till the table was set and everyone was home and my mom ready to sit down at the table before we could eat. After praying, we would then be able to eat. At the dinner table, we would share with each other how the day was going, how the day was, and how we are doing ourselves. We would then hear from others in our family, hear about the good, the bad, the ugly of everyone's day. And in doing so, we would grow deeper in our relationship with each other. We would also be able to get to know each other better and also to learn from the good and the bad moments of our life. We hear in our first reading from the book of Genesis that Melchizedek brought out bread and wine. In our gospel, we hear Jesus feeding the 5,000, and we hear in our second reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, the words of consecration where Jesus took bread and wine, gave thanks, and gave it to his disciples. Each of these readings today talk to us about food, and it also helps us to understand the solemnity that we are celebrating today. Today we celebrate with the Universal Church, Corpus Christi, or the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ. We gather here together today, like every other week, to celebrate the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord. But in particular today, we honor the mystery of the Holy Eucharist, that is the real presence of Christ's most holy body, blood, in the Blessed Sacrament. We hear in our first reading that the priest king Melchizedek, now in Hebrew, Melk, the king, Tadek means the justice or righteousness. 
So for his name, we really hear that he's the king of righteousness, who's the king of Salem, Shalom, where the word peace comes from, which is related to the word Jerusalem, which is associated to the holy city, the holy city of Jerusalem, the city of peace. He brought bread and wine to be offered to God the Most High in thanksgiving for Abram. Every Sunday we are gathered here at the Eucharistic table. We gather here in Eucharistia, in thanksgiving, for a grateful, for a well, wellfulness, where we offer our graciousness to God. So just like Abram, we gather with the priest at every Eucharistic feast, in thanksgiving for a receiving of a generous and gracious gift. This gift is the most holy body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. This gift of the most holy body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ is not just any ordinary gift. Because this gift is Christ who gives himself completely and entirely as a gift and God has nothing better to give than himself. Therefore, the Eucharist is Christ's complete gift of self to his church, his bride, to all of us gathered here. This gift is the greatest gift to man because in the sacrament, Christ, the Word incarnate, becomes present in his full personal reality through the life of the church. Christ becomes present in this gracious gift, this greatest gift. In the Eucharist, we receive this greatest gift, which is Christ himself. He gives himself completely and wholeheartedly to us for no other reason than because he loves us so much that he wants to remain with us. In doing so, this gift is not meant for us to just keep and hold for ourselves, but to receive this gift in a worthy manner, to receive him so that he can dwell within us. The Eucharist, therefore, is an embodiment of Christ's love for us so that he can dwell within us and so that he can give himself for us and to be the gift of self to us. Just like any family meal, we are gathered around the table and today, at this moment, we are gathered around a very specific table, the Eucharistic table, which is the altar of sacrifice. This altar here, according to the Old Testament, is a place of sacrifice, a place of holiness. The word altar, altare in Latin, refers to lifting up the sacrifice from the earth. The sacrifice here at this altar is not the same kind or type of sacrifice the ancient Jews did when they were at the temple bringing animals to the sanctuary to be slayed, cut up, and burned and offered to God by a priest. But at this altar of sacrifice, in the celebration of the Mass, we make present the sacrifice Jesus made for us once and for all. This is not a celebration with sorrowful overtones, rather, but instead the focus on Christ's loving decision to remain among us by the means of this holy sacrament. 
We hear this very clearly in the second reading to the Corinthians. Paul instructs the people of Corinth to do this as often in remembrance of me and to do this until he comes again. What Paul is instructing the community in Corinth and to us today is to make present every time we gather the sacrificial love that Jesus made for us on the cross, present here at that altar, every time we gather. This gathering is not simply a reenactment of what happened on Calvary or a memorial like what we are called to just remember of what happened an event 2,000 years ago. But the sacrifice is made present at every celebration of the Mass. The sacrifice is made present at every celebration of the Mass. Through the words of consecration, we heard in our second reading today, where God, Christ, man, makes himself holy and entirely present in the bread and wine. And in our gospel reading, we finally hear, we hear that Jesus feeds the 5,000 with basically five loaves and two fish. Every time we're gathered at Mass, Jesus feeds us with his body and blood. So just at every dinner table, we gather around the table to be nourished, to be fed, and to be in relationship with each other. We are gathered here at that Eucharistic table each going to be nourished and fed by the body and blood of Christ. In communion, we bring to the table all of ourselves, the good, the bad, the ugly, the imperfections and the sins that we carry. And in doing so, we partake and share in the communion. And in doing so, we ask that the sacrament which we are about to partake, nourish, strengthen, and give us the grace to grow in our spiritual life and to live as Christ instructed us. So just like how we need food and drink to nourish and to strengthen our bodies, we need spiritual food to strengthen our souls, to be able to be stronger, to be able to overcome sin, to be able to overcome our imperfections. In knowing that we need Christ, Christ's love in our life, in knowing that we need Christ to live in us and we must partake in the Eucharistic table as often as we can so that he can help us in our journey. So just like how food and drink are taken into our body and they are converted into nutrition to help our bodies to strengthen and to conserve it, the Eucharist therefore transforms us spiritually into a closer image of Christ. So as we gather here at the Eucharistic table to celebrate the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ, we are reminded today why we are gathered here today. Just like at our dinner table, we are gathered here at the Eucharistic table to be nourished, to be fed, and to experience God's love through Jesus Christ in the sacrifice we are about to partake. The sacrifice of love done once and for all by Jesus Christ on the cross for all of us so that he can manifest his love to us by dwelling with us, giving himself in the sacrifice for us 
and most intimately by giving himself to us, remain with us in every tabernacle until the end of the world. Amen.